The Gibbons Leeds team hit the road for this episode, making our way to North Raleigh to interview Kevin Gidry, who is the owner and founder of Findaway Fitness. Kevin is a graduate from East Carolina University and a former NFL athlete. After seeing his wife battle cancer while pregnant with their son, he decided to pursue becoming a personal trainer. His passion for changing lives through fitness and nutrition drove him to open his own gym, which promotes and inspires family health. His goal is to impact people in a positive way and encourage them to find a way through life, ultimately creating the best version of themselves. I had the opportunity to work out with Kevin for the first time a few years ago, and his passion and energy for what he does was evident within the first few minutes of the workout. It was no surprise that when he left to open his own gym, many of us followed, and now there are more than 350 members in the Find A Way community. The gym has also earned many accolades and awards, including Indy's Best Gym of the Triangle for 2020. He accomplished this all before the gym's one-year anniversary. The find-a-way experience is different from a lot of places and is one that you have to experience for yourself. So, naturally, I invited Mr. Nolan in for class to see Kevin's leadership in action, which we both took prior to this interview. I am sore just thinking about it. And like Kevin says, you can find an excuse or you can find a way, and we surely did. We were lucky to have had the chance to get to know such an energetic, passionate, entrepreneurial spirit who is a true example of a mission-driven leader. Enjoy our conversation with Kevin. Welcome back, everyone. We are really excited to have our guest today from Findaway Fitness. We are here with Kevin Gidry, who is the owner of Findaway, um, which is a gym that just opened within the past year. Uh, I actually had the opportunity to meet Kevin a few years ago when I moved up to Wake Forest and started working out uh, at another gym um, and got to know a little bit more about his style and his leadership both inside of the gym and outside of the gym. Um, and I've been really fortunate he actually opened up his business right in my neighborhood. Um, and Mr. Nolan and I actually had the chance to come today to work out with Kevin, um, get a little bit of a taste of the find a way experience. And now we're sitting down with him and we're gonna kind of pick his brain a little bit about how he got to this point, uh, a little bit about his leadership style um, and about the find a way mentality. So I think that's a big part of what makes Kevin unique and why a lot of people followed him to his new gym. So Kevin, thanks for being with us today. Definitely. Um, Kevin, tell us just a little bit about, tell us about you, tell us about your background and kind of how you got into fitness and, and how you kind of got to the point where we are today sitting in this gym. Yeah, so I mean, I've been an athlete all my life since the sixth grade, I'll never forget. Uh, it was the first year they allowed sixth graders to try out for football um, back in the day and my brother was in eighth grade. And uh, so it was finally the first time to play with my brother and uh, I'll never forget him just pancaking me uh, first time he had the opportunity to, to play with me. Um, but I loved it, it was weird. And uh, so ever since the sixth grade, uh, I just, sports was my life. Um, had a lot of different coaches, a lot of different mentors. And uh, obviously with sports, you're always doing some kind of fitness, some kind of activity, some kind of exercise, always working out, trying to stay ahead of the game. And uh, sports was kind of my way out, you know, it got me all the way to the uh, Washington Redskins actually. From East Carolina, um, playing with Mr. Nolan. <laughs> with East Carolina, with Mr. Nolan. Um, went to the University of South Florida. Then I got a shot with the Redskins, and that's where I learned that the NFL is for not for long. Um, so I had to pivot, right? I had to pivot and, and find out what was my purpose in life, which is one of the hardest things for a lot of people to find. And uh, I kind of had to go through the fire, which uh, I'll go through that whole find a way um, ordeal and how we got here. But fitness was literally uh, something that's been a part of my life all my life. Very cool, very cool. So we've been in this gym, you've been in this gym now for what? Almost a year actually, we're yeah, coming on the anniversary in yeah. December, I think it is. Yeah. So this is a new business for you, the Find A Way 
brand was, I think, something you started before you even opened this yeah. gym. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this mentality, this business, this motto, this mindset that you've really kind of brought to this community and, and where did that come from and, and yeah. how did you get here? So I kind of harnessed it from, uh, like I said, when I got cut by the NFL, I mean, I got lost. I didn't know like what to do. We played from sixth grade to the time you're 21, 22, 23. And I was like, okay, what now? I thought I was going to make it to the NFL, give back to my community um, through my gift of playing sports. And then I fell into depression. I had a dark phase for about four to six months. Um, and there's a lot of athletes that go through this because they lose their identity. And uh, so that's one of my first find a way moments. I ended up getting a, a DUI actually. Um, and it was crazy, but I went home to hang out with my friends. And of course they're still doing their thing. I was, I'm from Virginia Beach, so they're still having a good time. They really are not on the same um, path as I was. And I just kind of fell back in, in line. With my high school friends and it just got this just got dark because I didn't have no purpose, no mission. I stopped getting calls from teams and uh, I didn't know what to do. So, I mean, that one moment alone, getting a DUI, I remember waking up in jail or they, they literally locked me up and it was like, uh, yeah, you were just on the service road. And I, I, the best thing I did was I just pulled over. Some told me just pull over because the road was just swaying. And that was the first time I woke up. I was like, man, what in the heck am I doing? Um, back home, feel like I'm starting back over. And uh, I said, you know what, Kevin, uh, there's two things you can do. You can find an excuse to keep doing this stuff or you can find a way. And one thing I did was I started going back to working out. And that was my, my outlet to get away from the world, get away from the distractions. And uh, I ended up going from 260 down to 220. And uh, I didn't need all the weight anymore to play football. So I was like, man, let me just slim up, get healthy. And then I got in corporate America um, got into sales, was really good in sales, didn't like the nine to five aspect of it. Uh, and then after my wife, um, and I'm sorry, this is a long winded answer. But there's so much that I, I have to say because it's going to inspire somebody to, to keep going. But I got into corporate America. I worked with uh, Weatherby Healthcare. I recruited cardiologists for a living. So I would negotiate cardiologists to come to different hospitals. And then uh, I married, that's why I married Tasha, my wife, and over in Punta Cana. Uh, two months later, we found out having a boy. And then two weeks later, we found out she had cancer. So that's my second phase of find a way. I said, okay, I did everything right. I got a job. I'm doing everything right. Found a girl of my dreams, married, having a baby, and boom, she's going through nine rounds of chemo with our first son in her stomach. Something we've never done. UNC never seen this case with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, so that was another find a way moment. And then uh, fast forward up until now, when we I met you at Burn, mm -hmm. um, obviously you know what happened there. I blew it up. I blew up a gym up to 625 members in a year and a half, number two franchise in the country, um, and they sold the gym. So I'm like, golly, now I got to find a way again. And uh, the beautiful thing about that is uh, I literally had to find a way through each phase. So I call this the fourth quarter, where this is my quarter right here. This is where game winners are made in the fourth quarter, and I feel like uh, we're on a great path. Yeah, so I'm still catching my breath. Uh, <laughs> we, we literally just did a workout, and, uh, you know, I think there's definitely a connection between your, your physical health and your mental health. Oh, man. And, and you kind of uh, leaned on that, and for, for you to be a leader, you also have to have self-leadership. You have to take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, can you share maybe some of the, either your personal stories or stories you've seen with some of your clients where you've seen that, that physical wellness translate into 
you know, them being healthier, happier, um, and more purpose-driven? Oh my God. So uh, I do these things called mindset meetings where I meet with our members about just nutritional guidance, getting their body fat percentage, just numbers and general life a lot of times. And, uh, and I train a lot of, a lot of uh, women. Um, that's just my market. It, it, it is what it is. My wife always says she likes to say, Kevin, I don't know how you do it, but they love you. Keep doing it. Um, but this is my this is my mission. This is my purpose. When you see somebody go from being uh, depressed or in a domestic violent relationship or 40 pounds overweight postpartum um, on their third or fourth child and just lost themselves. And then you see him that first week, you see him that first month, you see him in 90 days, and you just see him transition into a whole new person. Uh, there's nothing more gratifying than seeing somebody redefine themselves. Because um, you can be down, but you, you're not going to be out. And that's why I try to tell a lot of my members about finding a way, because there's somebody counting on you. I don't know who's counting on you, Mr. Rowan Gab. I don't know who's counting on you, um, whether it's your dog, whether it's your kids, your wife, whoever it is. Uh, I think the easiest part for anybody is to quit. And uh, that's one thing I just want to help people get through those dark days because tough times don't last, tough people do. And um, seeing, seeing people get out of it, man, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, seeing, seeing, seeing the people just lose weight. Lou, Lou, I seen somebody do a push-up for the first time without going on her knees. And she was just like blown away. Like, how could I end up doing this in the first 30 to 60 days? And I'm just giving my gift away and showing people, hey, man, you can do this. Um, you just got to get out your own head. And that's why I got my shirts that say, get your mind right. Because um, I think a lot of things are mind over matter. Yeah, and the, I mean, I'm looking around, looking at shirts, looking at you, looking at the walls. There's language everywhere in here. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm a big fan of that. I'm trying to get better because I think I'm using too much right now. I need to narrow it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, how, how, how thoughtful are you with what you put on the walls and what's the power of, of the language that you're creating here? Yeah, so uh, red was always one of those, uh, those colors. It's vibrant, it's energy, right? It's energy. Although I'm a pirate guy and all these NC State people <laughs> love these colors. Um, I mean, it just meshes so well with somebody that's energetic like myself. Um, Man, you catch me on a good day. I'll be fired up in here. Yeah. This thing is just on fire. And I love group fitness because if you have somebody that can be the curator between 40, I mean, you've seen classes. I used to run like 40, 50, 60 people in one class at, at one point. Now, I think those days are long gone due to COVID. Um, but those were the, some of the best classes I've ever ran because it's crazy how one match can light the whole, whole room up, man. And I'm lighting up now just thinking about it because it's a real authentic energy that comes about Every time I turn that mic on, it's like it's like it's like God is saying, "Here, it's time to go. It's time to go," because I don't know what people are going through, but when they come through here, that forty-five minutes is going to get them right. So, um, red has always been that thing. It's like it's vibrant. Even when you look up the color red, it's vibrant, it's energetic, and uh, I just kind of harness that thing. And uh, a lot of people say they love the the black and red, and um, I can't wait, man, to expand this thing out and just help as many people as I can. Yeah, it's cool, pretty cool, you know, from a language standpoint, too. Like, these are things that Kevin has always said, you know, even mm -hmm. when he was at Burn, he was saying, find a way, yeah. never miss a Monday, yeah. like, people are counting on you. So it was really organic to see that translated to this brand and simply because it's something that really came from your heart, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that that's very much a lot of what we talk about with our students and with adults is finding your why and finding mm -hmm. your purpose and, and just 
delivering everything from that place mm. because it's it's real and people are captivated by it because they, they know it's coming from a place where you believe it and it's not about you it's about them there's mm. that that servant leadership kind of mm-hmm. vibe that that you give off when you're leading class so tell us a little bit about mission i know you talk about mission a lot you know in your instagram posts and and i feel like find a way is, is kind of your mission so mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit about kind of how did you figure out that that was kind of your mission and, and how much value has that given you in your job to have that clear idea of like this is what i'm meant to do yeah so uh I'm going to revert back to when my wife had cancer and I started working on her health, her nutrition and training her and showing her, hey, uh, we're 28, 29. We shouldn't be going through this right now. But I think there's a reason why we're going through this. Um, so let's not cry about it. Let's, let's, let's find out our why behind it. And uh, ever since I got Tasha back on the right track, she's been in remission for three years now. Um, and then I went and trained. Uh, I was training in corporate America and I was helping people during the lunch, going to the break room, had a little weight room, treadmills and weights. I'm like, dang, man, these people really want me to write up workouts every single day and help them. And then uh, I fast forward, finishing my corporate America job. I remember Halloween 2016 or 17, I dressed up as an entrepreneur. They wanted us to dress up as the Adams family. And I was like, man, I'm like, I can't keep faking it, acting like this is what I'm passionate about. And I came home to my wife and I said, babe, I quit. And she was like, what? And I was, and I was doing a pretty good job there. And uh, I wouldn't advise anybody to do that, uh, but she didn't know I was saving up, ready to pivot. But once I was able to get out of corporate America and start doing some more self-development, I remember Gary Vee saying, you can mess up the first 20 through 26, 27, whatever it was, and still be okay. And I was around 27, 28, I was like, man, I'm gonna take his advice. I wouldn't advise anybody else to do that, because uh, it was scary, and even starting this was scary. Um, but once I helped somebody, they told me, they started breaking down. They said, Kevin, you changed my life. And in that same moment, they changed my life. And uh, I said, man, how many more people can I help like that? And that's why I just tripled down. I just tripled down, see how many people can I help before I pass? As real as that sounds. Yeah, you're a, you're a gym <laughs> in 2020 during COVID, know, but, your, uh, but your mission or what you fall back on is find a way. Yeah. I think that fits so perfect, mm-hmm. not only for for me, but people in 2020 in general. Absolutely, like everybody's going through something. Whether you're living at where you're, a lot of people are at home more now, right? You're not used to being around your kids and your spouse for 24, 22 hours a day, and uh, trying to work through that virtual school, right? Um, not being able to go out to the movie theater, right? Get some de- decompression time um, to decompress. It's like, man, I don't know how people that do suffer with seasonal depression or they don't have the mental capacity to handle stuff that's going on right now um, and i pray for people i don't even know because i know it's hard i know it's hard and um i hope people somebody that hears this can find a way through what they're going through yeah i mean you know crazy that this all happened you open this gym in december COVID comes everything shuts down in march right and you're mm. only open a few months and then you pivot and you go to this online mm-hmm. platform, which, you know, quite frankly, changed my experience during COVID because mm-hmm. I had an outlet and, yeah. and you found a way to yeah. do that. Um, and, you know, Brett and I worked on our summer leadership conference together. And that was language that I use with our students. Like, awesome. we can't have this conference right now, but we're going to find a way. That's awesome. um, and we kind of that 
theme permeated in my life during COVID and, and permeated to our students. And we got to do the conference in September. We found a way That's to do awesome. it. The timing was right. Um, but that was huge. Yeah. But that had to still be hard for you, mm, right? Man. So what... What got you through that? What are the ways, you know, as a leader, we're always going to be faced with these challenges and we have to be the one to say, no, 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 we're going to find a way, but behind the scenes, yeah. you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. So what are some of those things that help you be that person for other people during a really hard time? What are the things that get you through those challenges and keep you motivated and focused on your mission when it seems like it's almost impossible? Yeah, no, man. Sometimes it gets, uh, it gets lonely because who motivates the motivator, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, I do battle sometimes, like uh, I, don't, I don't get a chance to work out as much as I want because I'm training anywhere from 250 to 300 people a day, right? And uh, when do I take the time to take care of myself? And what I told Tasha is um, one of the things that we did do is we took a trip every 90 days, so once a quarter. But with COVID, you can't do nothing, right? So they finally opened up that. We were able to go, um, we go? Dominican Republic mm -hmm. two months ago. We're going to Mexico in a month. So that way we can just get away. I don't have to answer emails, DMs, text messages, voicemails, whatever it is. My phone never stops. So I don't get to turn off as an entrepreneur. And when you're serving this many people, everybody always has something, whether it's whether, and that don't mean no harm, no foul. It's just a, hey, Kevin, can I do this? Hey, Kevin, I'm trying to sign, hey, Kevin, I'm trying to do this. And when you put yourself in a position to help this many people, you gotta be able to accept those responsibilities. Um, so a lot of self-care for me is getting a massage. Uh, just, 90 minutes, I got a massage therapist I've been going through to for five years now. Her name is Claudia. Um, uh, for me, it's going to the YMCA, getting away from my gym, and seeing this is a different setting, uh, running to some people there, uh, playing with my son. He likes to do karate, so we do a lot of karate. And just put my phone down is one of the major things that I've been able to do to take care of myself, because my phone, I'm probably just like y'all's, it just never stops, no matter, no matter what's going on. And uh, I believe if people don't take care of themselves, there's no way you can take care of anybody else uh, because you're pouring from an empty cup. And I've been there when I'm just pouring, 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 um, helping as many people as I can. And I really mean that. I mean, I donate to a lot of charities. Um, I help, I don't know if you saw it, but I help a 70-year-old that came with yeah, legs train. Mm -hmm. Every Thursday I go to her house one-on-one -on -one, um, and help her. I train kids when I'm not training my clients. And, um, it's just one of those things I'm still navigating through, mm -hmm. you know, because it's hard to say no. And Tasha says sometimes I need to slow down. Mm -hmm. um, but I tell her we got we to gotta make as many deposits into people's lives as we can. And I've found that when you help as many people as you can, the universe finds a way to help you tenfold. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're seeing right now from the paint somebody recommended to get discounts on, to building this floor, to finding the commercial real estate, to finding the cleaners that do my, my cleaning every Monday, was it Friday? It's amazing how many people, when you look back, and I've helped, that, that ROI is coming back. And it's yeah. all authentic. It's all real. Um, and it's a powerful thing. It's Definitely. a powerful thing. Definitely. I believe that time is our most valuable resource, but we all get the same amount. Um, I think that I can increase the value of my time if I find a way to have more energy. Yeah. And it sounds like you consistently are operating at a really high level energy wise mm -hmm. even right now on a friday evening i feel like you could run like four more of these classes mm -hmm. right now yeah so for those of us that maybe are tired or lack energy um where do you find that from and where do you consistently draw that from um so uh 
It's weird. I heard this interview by Beyonce one time. <laughs> Referencing Beyonce, it's crazy. <laughs> but she said, uh, it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. Once I hit the stage and my mic comes on, I just become a different person. So that's the same for me, man. Once I turn that mic on, it doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what's going on at home, what's going on with my family. Once I turn that mic on, it's like, boom, let's go, let's go to work. It's, something my, it's, it's internal. And it's just a passion that was delivered through, uh, I don't know what you believe in God, universe, whatever it is. Um, and it's just like a spirit comes over me and it's like, okay, it's time to serve. It's time to serve. It's time to serve. And uh, you've probably seen me either one or two times not be able to break that, get away from what I was going through, whether it was something going on. Um, but 10 times out of 10, man, I'm fired up because I got another chance. Some people ask me, Kevin, how are you doing? And I don't, I don't answer on a surface level. I say I'm breathing, I'm alive, I got another chance. And uh, it's a different perspective when you realize somebody didn't make it last week, last month, last year, whatever it was. And life is truly short, man. I'm trying to make, I turn 33 next month. I'm just trying to make every second count. It's like, don't count the days, make the days count, man. Cause you don't know, we don't know, you don't know when your last time is done and you don't get a second chance, unfortunately. Well, it's really great to hear you say that because I think that's something that we're constantly trying to remind our students and you know, we teach at a Catholic school. So it's very much a part of what we talk about is like, what's that, what's that inner call? Mm. Because when you find it, mm. it's like that. It's and, I, and I think that, you know, as educators, and you're an educator yeah. by being an instructor in, yeah. this, in this setting is, you know, you, when you're in it and you're doing it, you're in it. Oh, like man. all the other stuff you start to forget about. And even when I feel like I see you up there talking about the stuff that you love and when we're doing our leadership conferences and we're in that space of our purpose and yeah. living in that why, like you could have energy forever, oh, you know? Yeah. It just starts pouring, in, and I believe it's definitely coming from God and yeah. what he's calling us to do, but yeah. to be able to find that and to encourage other people to find that, imagine what our work lives could be like mm. if we were all living in our, our purpose, purpose, you know? Yeah. How amazing everybody's lives could be yeah. if we all were able to deliver that experience for each other. Mm. Um, so it's cool to hear you say that because, you know, I think that times our students are pressured to, you know, focus on where can I make a lot of money? And where yeah. can I be really successful? Yeah. And, and measuring their success based on what kind of salary can I make with this job? Yeah. And, and I think that it's reverse. It's reverse. It's you know, reverse. I think that you're gonna live a fulfilled life, living in what that purpose should Man. be, and, and trying not to let those other things distract us from what that is. Yeah. Um, so it's really affirming to hear you say that because no, I hope awesome. that that's something that our students will walk out of their high school experience at least having a better idea of what that is yeah. and following that yeah. and following whatever that call might be for themselves. Yeah. Especially when it gets hard because yeah. you know, it, it's tough. It's four, definitely 4 a.m. every morning. It's yep. tough. I don't know how you do it. Honestly, I drive by me. here at six on my way to <laughs> work. Right and I see you in here yeah. and you're already like two classes deep. And I'm like, yeah. I don't, I mean, I thought I had to get up early. Yeah. This guy's up and at him it's, and, and it's energetic and, and yeah. people are excited to come and see you, which is really, really cool. That's awesome. Um, Let's go back a little bit to this idea of, you know, being a leader. I mean, I personally think that any person that's a teacher has to be a leader in the oh, classroom. Sure. Um, and this is your classroom, yeah. right? What are some of those kind of either qualities, characteristics of leaders that you feel like are really critical to delivering that kind of inspiring experience or 
what are some things in other people that you've witnessed that have been inspiring to you as a leader? So what are some of those kind of characteristics or qualities that leaders do? Um, so I've always harnessed five words that uh, kind of define who I am as a leader. The first one is dedication. Um, I'm dedicated. Any, any leader, you have to be dedicated to what you believe in. Um, a lot of people, like when you go to the beach, they put their toe in, see if it's cold, come back out, or the pool, right? I'm the kind of guy, I'm going to jump all the way in and see what happens next. Uh, and I'm just dedicated to each and every one of every one of my members. And you know, Gab, I know every single member's name. It doesn't matter if you're first time or if it's your fourth year. I can name off every single class because I'm dedicated to my people. The second word is responsibility. And just being responsible for the things God has blessed you with. Um, and I, I got a lot of responsibilities on my hands, helping a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. Uh, and, and when you get to that place where people are counting on you, it's kind of like, man, you cannot mess this up uh, because you're your you're your last thread of hope. Um, and, and there's a lot of different situations. Just be, being responsible, being a man, being an adult, uh, more importantly, as a, as a husband, as a leader, as a as an owner. Um, just leading my business and my staff, you know, just trying to do the right things and just being responsible. The third word is um, energy. Um, if you if you hang around three negative people, you're gonna be the fourth. And, uh, and like I was telling you guys, I mean, these, these classes are on fire. Like you get a good athletic, athletic conditioning day oh, and I'm fired day. up, my man, it's like, it's, it's incredible to see somebody say, Kevin, man, I was down, I didn't have a good day and I, I left your class and I was on fire. And when you can be that energy in the room and it just spreads, it's a whole different feeling uh, when everybody's on the same accord and we break it down. Everybody, boom, boom, boom. Everybody's clicking, clicking, clicking. Um, and just breathing that energy, 365, as much as you can. Um, for, fourth word is your attitude. Your attitude determines your altitude, right? Sometimes you're not going to have a positive aspect, but you got to find a way to get rid of that. If you, if you answer your day on a negative, negative aspect, say you're like, oh, I'm tired. I don't feel like going to work. It, have you ever seen something go like, oh, then you end up getting a flat, right? Then the flat turned into something else, right? So if you just say, hey, man, I got another chance. I got another 24 hours. Let's do this, man. Whatever happens today, I'm going to find a way to have, have a good day. It's just a different switch that if you can find a way to get an attitude of gratitude, man, it's a different ball game. Last word is just being motivated because you're not always going to be motivated. Um, you got to find what motivates you. And everybody's motivations are different. Everybody has different motives. Uh, but find something that motivates me. Something that motivates me is seeing my son walk around this gym and not know that this is his in the next whatever, 15, 20 years, whatever it is. Um, seeing my wife working as my operation manager, seeing my staff, seeing my seeing our, our community. Like we got to find a way family that's second to none. Um, and I'm motivated. Well, we just got number one gym in Wake County, but that's not enough, right? People are going to settle at number one, but I want to make sure we're number one every single year, every single time they announce it. Um, so dedication, responsibility, energy, attitude, and motivation spell dream. And I've, I've always been a big dreamer. God, that's um, clean. Trying to dream as big as I can. It's got and all I think things, man. when people just always don't lose sight of your dreams because it's so possible. It's so possible. Totally. Um, if you're listening, uh, guys, that's someone who knows himself for sure. Mm -hmm. um, what was what was your process? Did you did you find that or pick that from different? Areas, or what was your process of putting what you just shared with us together? It was. It came from football, man. You can't find an outstanding football player that's not dedicated, that's not responsible, that doesn't have the energy to the team, right? That doesn't have an attitude, that's not motivated to get the work done. 
Um, and I've always been, you've seen East Carolina 2006, 2010, we were back-to-back -back conference champs. So I was always a part of a team that cultivated a winner's mentality. And uh, I've always harnessed those five words because I've always been a dreamer from hitting NFL to seeing my dream come true. Uh, man, it, it's hard. It's hard going through those dark days and then finding out one, three, five years later that we did it, we did it. And it's like, yeah. you just want to wake up every day, like, ah, yeah. let's go. Um, and, it, and what people got to realize is that uh, not every day is going to be butterflies and rainbows. You got to understand that this whole year has been kind of a, a crazy year. Um, but just try to stay as positive as you can because uh, next year they get you nowhere at all. So we've got a lot of young people um, that are aspiring leaders, aspiring entrepreneurs. You know, Brent does a lot of stuff with our entrepreneurship program. We've got a lot of kids with big dreams. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for young people? How, what would maybe you have done differently in high school or maybe in college? Any advice that you have for them at this place in their life for them to get to the point at which you are today? Yeah, uh, that's funny because I just had a situation today. I think entrepreneurs, especially if you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to be willing to fail. I think people think that you're just going to come up this A through Z, cookie cutters, everything's going to be all right. You got to be willing to fail for it. And to give you an analogy, uh, one of our members was doing a handstand and she kept trying to modify it down. And I was like, man, come on, you can try this. I'm going to show you. I'm going to hold you up and we're going to fail for it. And she literally fell the first time going up. I said, okay, I'm going to meet you here next round, same place, same spot, and you're going to do this. And next thing you know, she's up doing it for 60 seconds straight without stopping. So if people realize that failure is part of the process, you can't be afraid to fail. I'd be willing to fail 99 times in order to get to where I'm at now. And that's why I think people think about, what are they going to think about me? What are they going to think about this? Let me tell you something, nine times out of 10, they're not even thinking about you. They got their own issues they're worrying about. So entrepreneurs that are listening to this, don't be afraid to fail. Try as many times as you can. Because um, there's going to be obstacles. There's new obstacles I, I, I come across every single week. And uh, I look at the obstacles as opportunities to grow. People look at obstacles like, oh, man, I got to go through this, do that. No, you got a chance to grow because when it comes back around, it's like, boom, all right, I did that back this time. Let's do the same thing. Let's get past it. Um, so any entrepreneur listen to this, make sure you guys are willing to fail um, and understand there's nothing going to be handed to you. You got to go get it. Kev, thanks so much for your time. Thank thanks you. for letting us come work out. And thanks, thanks for, for the kicking butt our open. butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you uh, end us here on some claps for like we end class? Yeah, so we always do this thing where we go two claps. Uh, I'm going to say three, two, one. We're going to go clap, clap. Me and Gab's going to do it three, two, one. So we do that three times as an exclamation sign. Yeah, we just went beast mode. We finished the workout. We're done. Let's go crush the day. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Awesome. Thanks, Kev. Yeah. Appreciate it. Woo!